This week on Moms Moving On. I think it will give them the space to feel how they're feeling and to understand that it's okay. It will validate them. I think it will give them the tools to help them through the hardest parts of divorce, which is, you know, your ex's emotions or what they're dumping on you, adjusting to co-parenting, learning to fill that time alone. And also the idea that your divorce doesn't necessarily have to be a death. It's an opportunity to create a brand new life. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. I'm excited because actually a week from today, my new book comes out and I realized I've been going out and talking about this book on everybody else's podcast except my own. So I'd like to do that today and I'm going to do it with none other than the Moms Moving On HBIC, the head bitch in charge, Jess Evans, who is my lovely assistant, my right-hand woman, the person who usually just thinks for me on a daily basis. And we're going to dive deep into the book since she's read it and she knows what it's all about. Jess, thank you for being here. So happy to be here. Um, I know that you want to kill me right now because this was last on your list of things to do, but you got to help me through this girl. We're going to do great. We're going to do great. Um, I have been getting so many questions in my DMs about what this book is actually going to be about, how it's going to be helpful. You know, we keep saying pre-order, mom's moving on, mom's moving on, mom's moving on, but what actually is mom's moving on? So I don't know. Let's go through some of these questions that everybody's asking. Yeah. So you've been getting so many questions. So do you want to dive right in? I mean, yeah. All right. So first, number one, why did you write this book? I wrote it essentially because it's what I wish I had when I was going through my divorce with Bella being two years old and all of my friends still being married and happy and having kids and um, everyone, you know, coming at me with like, oh, you should do this or you should do that and not really understanding the legal process. That's why I wrote this book. And also because... My grandpa was really sick and dying and something he always wanted me to do was write a book. And whenever he would see me, he would say, so where's the book? And I felt it was time to give that to him. Unfortunately, it was not done before he passed, but I had do have a feeling he had a hand in all of this somehow. Yeah, I think so too. Um, So that's why I wrote the book. And who do you think is the ideal reader of the book? You. Literally you. That's why I've read it already. It's very good. You are a mom in her Mm thirties, divorced and co-parenting, dealing with all the complexities of that with young children. Holden and Sawyer are how old? Um, Eight and five. Okay. So like prime age for needing really good divorce and co-parenting support. So essentially you're my whole demographic. And if you've read it, then that's it. My job is done. But no, but for real, I think, you know, if you are at that point where your kids are young and you find that your marriage is unraveling Mm -hmm. and you don't know how you're going to do this while raising little kids or even kids in middle school, high school, that's hard too. Then that's who this book is for. 
Yeah. I definitely feel like after reading it, after going through the divorce process and being years into co-parenting, it would have been great to have from the separation standpoint or starting point until, you know, through the whole process and into co-parenting. That's interesting. So you, obviously you read it after your divorce, but which parts of those of the book did you think like, oh my God, I wish I had this when I was going through it? Honestly, the the biggest thing that stood out to me was just the kind of like the friendships and the the people that'll kind of come and go in your life when you're telling people about the divorce. You have the people that really just want like the information so they can kind of go gossip about you around town or to other people. And then you have the people that maybe haven't really gone through anything similar, but really tried to be there to help you. Um, and then I know we've touched base on it before, but just the friends that don't really know what to do. So they don't do anything at all. Yeah. Which is really isolating. That's really isolating. You know, it's all, it's definitely hard when people just like vacate the premises when you get divorced because they don't know how to handle it. But I think it's worse when you have the people who are in your life who don't like ask how you're doing or ask how they can support you. Right. But it's also important to not take that personally because it never has anything to do with you, right? It's always what the other person is feeling. Exactly. Mm. I'm glad you found that helpful. That was, that was definitely hard for me. It's weird. Like the actual divorce for me wasn't hard. I felt like I was built and prepared for that because of my own parents' divorce it was more like that stuff, like the friendship things, the things people would ask, the weird commentary, how lonely I felt. Those were the parts yeah, that I, I definitely, felt. I think the isolation point of it was the hardest for me. And just, you know, going from like a stay at home mom to then having to navigate, you know, re-entering the workforce and, you know, feeling like you're getting pulled in like a million different directions. And for me, it was wanting to give Sawyer kind of what Holden had before starting school, you know, keeping her home with me and kind of giving her that one-on-one time. Um, So that was really important as well. Wow. There's so many things, you know, I, I, when we get divorced, it's not uncommon to just think of it from the us perspective. Like, how is this going to affect me? And then as you're going through it, you realize it affects everything around you, obviously, including your children. So yeah, I I could see that for sure. All right. So what are the top three things you think the book will give its readers? I think it will give them the space to feel how they're feeling and to understand that it's okay. It will validate them. I think it will give them the tools to help them through the hardest parts of divorce, which is you know, your ex's emotions or what they're dumping on you, adjusting to co-parenting, learning to fill that time alone. And also the idea that your divorce doesn't necessarily have to be a death. It's an opportunity to create a brand new life and how to do it at the same time, how to create that brand new life. I think that's great. Yeah. Thanks. How to do it. Yes. I definitely feel like there's almost like a mourning period in the beginning And I don't know if you feel like you even have that now, you know, holidays, birthdays, things like that, where it's like, will I ever feel whole and normal? Oh my God, that first year is the hardest. And that's why I wrote a chapter about, you know, surviving the first weekend without your kids, because after that first weekend, you have a whole year of firsts and you don't think about it. You have, you know, the first um, birthday party of one of your Mm -hmm. child's friends that you're going to go to without your spouse. And you have the first 
birthday party of your children that you have to approach as a divorced parent and the first holidays. And there's so much of that. And, you know, that's not something your lawyer can help you through. That's something you really need like handholding for. Yeah, I agree. All right. Be honest. Is this book going to give us all the dirty details of your divorce? No, no. It definitely speaks to how I felt through my divorce Mm -hmm. and how I handled things, whether I handled them right or wrong. There's a lot of wrong that I did. And so I, I own up to that and I tell you like, hey, don't do this, do that instead. But I didn't think it would be beneficial for anybody to have my dirty details. I wouldn't want to put mm-hmm. my daughter's father on blast. I wouldn't want to make my daughter feel uncomfortable one day if she read the book. So if you're coming looking for like a knockdown, drag out, tell all, this is not that. I don't think that's right. productive for anybody. Yes. And I will say even before your book, I think that's kind of what drew me to you, like from a social media standpoint, is it wasn't this like angry, you know, ex-wife that just wanted to get back at her ex-husband. It was mainly giving the respect to, and you've said it before, you know, your ex, you don't talk to him like he's your ex, you refer to him as Bella's dad. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's so important to have that mutual respect that yes, your relationship may not have worked out, but you still have to raise a daughter together. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you both are owed that, that mutual respect. Yes. And it's not always like that in the beginning. Like I wish I were more respectful in the beginning and I wish he were too, but I understand that it's really hard to be when you're so angry that your life is taking this turn. And so, you know, I'm, I'm so careful about how I speak about Bella's dad or my relationship with him or her relationship with him because for two reasons, because I want to respect it. And I also want to teach people that it doesn't always have to be so negative. Like you can find the good in this person that you are no longer with, maybe in just how they show up for the kids or how much fun they provide for the kids when they're together. Like there's going to be good in something. And it's really important to harness that or you're going to drown under the weight of co-parenting and divorce. Right. Thank you for asking that question. I'm happy to clarify that. This is my favorite question. Oh. So what is your favorite chapter and why? My favorite chapter is the one um, where... I love the chapter, one of my favorite chapters to write. And one of the ones that I included in my book proposal that inevitably got me the book deal was the one where I write about my mom's friend in the coffee shop. Um, It's the chapter about what everybody will start to ask you after your divorce or the annoying comments they're going to make. And then I offer rebuttals for each of them. And I do it in a way that's, you know, a little bit sarcastic, but also Mm -hmm. helps you learn to set those boundaries and, you know, not share things you don't feel comfortable sharing or have to feign like a fake reaction. Like, oh, I'm so sad too, even when you're not. Um, There's that one. And also the ones where I talk about learning to put aside your feelings for your ex so that you can keep your child at the center and not in the middle of your of your decision-making processes as a co-parent. I yeah. think those are my favorites because they speak so much to how far I've come. Um, but I don't know. What's your favorite? You've read it. There's like 28 chapters. I mean, I would agree. Like I like, you know, when we talked about before, just the relationships and the comments that you get from people. But I mean, as a young divorced mom, I actually love dating after divorce because- there's nothing scarier. You mean you reference like C-section scar and all of that. 
it's terrifying. Like yeah. the thought of somebody seeing you naked again is terrifying. Thank you for bringing that up. That that brings me to the fact that I gave my grandma, everybody who follows me knows I have a really close relationship with my grandma who we refer, will refer to as Nanny. I gave her a copy of the book a couple of months ago because I knew she really wanted to read it, completely forgetting that I wrote about d- dating after divorce and sex after divorce. And she called me giggling one day and she's like, Michelle, this is so crazy. You're talking about sex. And I'm like, yeah, Nanny, I've had sex before. Like, I didn't know if you knew, but like I've done that. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you like that because, you know, while I don't think dating after divorce has to happen right away, it is going to happen eventually. And you have to do it in a space where you feel comfortable enough with yourself to put yourself back out there. Even if you have the C-section scar and the belly pooch, you know, Mm -hmm. I still do. Yeah. I don't know that it ever goes away. (laughs) If there's a way, please let me know. Honestly. And I do like, you know, that you reference a lot about healing yourself because I feel like so many women that go through a divorce are like, you're quick to blame the other person and in ways like rightfully so, but like you have to do so much inner healing and like loving yourself before you can really give it your all in a relationship. Yeah. And I think what's important, you know, when we come out of a divorce, we're so quick to say like, oh, it was all his fault or it was all her fault. In a lot of cases, that's true if you're dealing with somebody who is Mm -hmm. abusive physically or emotionally. But a lot of times it's just two people who don't work well together. And if you can find the things that you did wrong or the things that you could have brought to the table but didn't and learn from those moments and take them with you into your next relationship, you'll be that much better off. Like, of course, I left my marriage and I was like, oh, it's all my ex's fault. It wasn't like I was a hot mess and I didn't help things one bit. And being able to own that has made moving on that much more meaningful for me. I think that that's huge. And just recognizing, you know, I know you and I have touched base about it, just like childhood, unresolved childhood trauma that we may have brought into a first marriage. You mean that I definitely brought into? I literally met my ex-husband and I was like, hi, please fix my daddy issues. Oh, you can't? Oh, I hate you. You know, like I I just- I hate you, but you love me. So this could be fine. Right. And it just was so unfair to put him in that position. Like he was not there to carry the weight of all my garbage. And, And we just spiraled from there. It was a really good time. Hey everyone, I've now added courses to my website because you know what? There can never be enough information out there as you're navigating divorce and co-parenting, am I right? So if you're just thinking of getting divorced and don't know where to start, I have the perfect course for you. It's called, It's Time to Leave My Marriage, Now What? And it gives you all the steps from what questions to ask your lawyer to when to even reach out to a lawyer, how to break the news to your ex and your family, and most importantly, how to handle it with your kids. My other course is how to safeguard your relationship with your children when you're dealing with a high conflict ex-spouse. You know, if you have someone who's going to badmouth you in front of the kids. All of this is important stuff to know. So head on over to my website, momsmovingon.com and check out the courses tab today. (laughs) 
in just a few short weeks, my first book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice for Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self will finally be out in stores. But it is available for pre-order now. So don't forget to grab a hold of that because for everybody who pre-orders, I'll be holding a special publishing day event just for you. Email info at momsmovingon.com for more information. Are there any divorce expert contributors? Yeah. So actually, um, one of my first major book reviews came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it, it was a great review, and it said that it didn't have a lot of expert contributors. I have a few, and I'll tell you why. When I was going back and forth in my head about how to ultimately build this book and what it's going to be about, I wanted to do it in tandem with other experts. And my agent and my book coach really felt that this needed to be my story. And while I could pull in research and science to back up my theories and my thoughts, that it shouldn't be someone else telling the story. It should be my experiences with like science woven into it. So I did bring in a few experts, people that I trust very much, one of them being Evelyn Mendal who is a licensed mental health counselor, and she's an early childhood expert. She happens to be my best friend, but she is also somebody who I leaned on heavily while navigating the complexities of co-parenting a two-year-old. So she speaks to how to talk to the kids about divorce. In the, in the book, we have a whole chapter on that. She talks about resiliency and single parenthood and, and that type of stuff. I also... Um, brought in advice from Dr. Eileen Cohen, who is a psychotherapist and helps people manage their anxiety after divorce. I also brought in advice from a single mom coach named Sheva Gans, who's amazing, who left another country and a whole religion behind in order to flee, you know, the type of abuse she was experiencing and start a new life in America with her kids. So I definitely brought in information from other contributors. I'd like to say that my mom's voice is woven into the book, even though she didn't necessarily contribute because she did essentially set the blueprint for me on how to co-parent and what to do and what not to do. So there's, yeah, there's a lot in there from other people, but not so much that it feels like it's overtaking my view. I think I I tried to find the right balance. Does your daughter know that you wrote a book about divorce? That's a question. Or as she says, revorce. Revorce. Yes. Bella used to refer to divorce as revorce. Um, yes, she knows. I get that question a lot. I, you know, I'm, I'm of the mindset that you have to be transparent with your kids. I would never want her to like go to school and have someone tell her like, oh, your mommy and daddy are divorced and your mom wrote a book about it. So I'm, have been very open about it with her. She knows that my job is to help mommies who are getting divorced. Sometimes when she sees me frustrated with divorce, type stuff. She'll be like, well, do you help your clients with that? Like, what would you tell yourself, mommy? And so she's she's very much woven into the conversation and in a way that's appropriate for a seven-year-old. And, you know, I, I want her to be proud of the fact that I did this to help other people, but she's, you know, she also knows that she doesn't have to be happy that her parents are divorced either. You know, it's not like she's not being told to feel one way or the other. I, I think it's important to leave space for our kids and their feelings around divorce. Um, so, but yes, she knows and she's, she can't believe I'm on the cover and she thinks it's weird and cool all at the same time. Does she love the red dress? She's over it. (laughs) Over it. Like when I, when I first had the book cover photo shoot and I didn't wear something with sequins and ruffles, she was like, ugh, you're not even going to look good. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, Belle. I'm sorry. I didn't wear like 
a purple tutu on the cover of my yeah. book. So sorry. Yeah, she's over it. It's fine. Are you celebrating the book launch or doing a book tour at all? I get so many questions about the book tour and I wish I could answer that. I know that it's up in the air because of all this COVID stuff, but I am hopeful that because of the new you know, restrictions that have been lifted yeah. in regards to COVID, that maybe we can get that ball rolling. I will be having a virtual event the day the book comes out that anybody can attend. Um, a lot of the expert contributors in the book will be speaking at this event and talking about stuff related to the book. And anybody who has pre-ordered can come celebrate with us in real time on the day my book comes out. I might be an anxious mess, but it'll be fun. And I just would love everybody there alongside to help with me because I I wrote this for them. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. (laughs) So I wrote down two questions. Oh God. Okay. What was the biggest surprise that you had when you were writing this book? Like, is there something that stands out to you that you were like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting to feel this way or to think like this? Yeah. I, the, this fear, I have fear. You know, I put myself out there every day, three times a day on social media without fear. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm birthing this book baby and it's a little scary. I didn't realize how scary it would be just because it's such a, it was such a labor of love. And I included so much of myself so openly in the book that like, now I'm handing it to the world and letting them have their own opinions about it. I, you know, that's scary to me, but I think if I weren't scared, that'd be weird too, right? Like a little healthy I think fear. So. That and also how therapeutic it was for me to go through these feelings in my head and to share the perspective that I've gained since starting my divorce process. Like like I said, like when you're getting divorced, you think your ex is the worst person ever and this is the worst divorce ever. And years later, you're like, no, he's not. No, it wasn't. And so that's, I definitely feel like it does take a while to get to that point, Mm -hmm. to get to that good, you know, like you talked about, like kind of like a lot of the initial hard feelings are worked through and you can put everything aside and really focus on the kids. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What else did you write down? Um, If you could say anything to your younger self, what would it be? Oh, girl, you're going to make me cry. Um, stop begging to be loved from somebody who doesn't know how to love. That's what I would say to myself in regards to my father, my abandonment and that whole situation really shaped me. And I didn't understand it at the time. And I didn't have a therapist at the time. Um, I would also tell her to worry about herself more than what everybody else may think or feel. I was the ultimate people pleaser, which happens a lot to children of divorce whose feelings kind of go like swept under the rug. Sure. Um, That my weight does not equal my worth. That, Mm -hmm. you know, after struggling with eating disorder issues for so many years, that's something that I really wish I would have heard as a child. And also that um, how you feel about yourself sets the tone for all of the relationships you have in your life. I would tell that girl a lot. Yeah. Those are my questions for you. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for Those asking were them. me. Now yeah. I have to say thank you to you for being on this crazy ride with me and putting up with me. Um, it's I so only, fun. 
I only wish we lived closer, although you'd probably want to move far away and hide under the covers. I mean, I always wish we lived closer because it's like <laughs> snowing and cold and miserable. So, Right. Well, I sweat taking out the garbage in the morning, so the grass isn't always greener. Yeah. So it's, we need to find like a happy medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll find it when we yeah. finally like take a vacation together. Um, yeah. Thank you for bringing these questions to the forefront that I haven't had a space to answer them in yet and for being on this journey with me and for everybody listening if you haven't pre-ordered you have a week left to do so pre-ordering means you can join my all-day virtual book party you can join us for free you can hop in and listen to your favorite divorce experts talk about whatever they're talking about you can find the full schedule linked in in the show notes and yeah thank you for being on this journey with us everybody Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On membership community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.